Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Well, folks, before I break into an obnoxiously loud all right, folks, to get this show started, let me just go ahead and remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. That's where Postmates come in. Now, promo code BROBIBLE. That's BROBIBLE. B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. No space. BROBIBLE. Gets you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's promo code Bro Bible for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days. Postmate that. Hi, folks. Coming to you live. If you don't know the drill by now, you sure as hell should. We do this here on the Brunley Dumb Show Tuesday after Friday. Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. I'm Big Game Bob. Behind the glass, you're looking at no other than Grace Ibrahim on the ones and twos today, folks, taking you over to our interview with former NBA superstar Darren Williams, friend of the pod. You could put another one on the board there. Excited about this one. John Taffer reviews of that interview is on YouTube as well that we posted yesterday. Spotify, all that good stuff, however you're listening. Um, so excited about that. Here he is. That was a bonus podcast yesterday. Now we give you Darren Williams today, followed by Friday, back to our roots, me and Grace Ibrahim on the vocals on the ones and twos. That'll be Friday. I know some people like one interview, one podcast. That's what we like to do so you still get you know our usual audio podcast, just like the way we used to do things. So we'll stick with that. Again, just the bonus podcast yesterday and today. Friday, back to our roots. Folks, enjoy the show. This is former NBA superstar Darren Williams. Enjoy. By the way, Dave, we're we're uh, we're working with a little bit of adversity here. I just built the white claw all over my laptop. So, <laughs> tangerine too. So, it's kind of got that tangerine type smell to it. I've never had a white claw in my life. I don't You've I never ever... gone claws up? I don't think I ever will, no. Oh, no, it's phenomenal. Darren, if there's one thing that I could advise you to, it would be a white claw. They're light so that you could keep it moving. Yeah, but are they, are they sweet? Super sweet? No, not super sweet. You would think tangerine would be, but it's not. Hmm. And with the way I see you bouncing around on that trampoline all day, it'd be good because it keeps it light in the stomach, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't drink that much. All right. Well, let, let's uh, let's get you rocking, rocking and rolling here. You ready to rock and roll, big fella? Mm-hmm. All right, folks, so here we are, the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We are with Darren Williams, third overall pick in the NBA draft, three-time NBA All-Star, won two gold medals with Team USA. Darren, do you get upset if people don't mention your NBA Skills Championship Award, too? Uh, you know, it does upset me a little bit from time to time. You know, I mean, that's, that's a big that's, that's, that's a big, big deal. It really deal. is. All right, deal. so we'll put that on there, too. And then the biggest thing Maybe one of the sweetest golf swings the NBA has seen. Ha, ha, when did the golf come about? Because if you yeah. thought you were just getting NBA questions, you're wrong about that, Darren. No, that's good. I don't, I don't talk too much basketball. No, um, we're talking golf. Uh, you know what? I mean, I've been working on it for a while. 
You know, it looks good, but I still there's some days. Shit, right now I don't know where my driver's going. Um, what, you probably haven't been able to get out there for a while, huh? No, we're, our course is open actually. Um, oh, they are. The club. I mean, everything else is closed, but um, you can go out there and walk. I've been walking and carrying my bag. Good. Uh, they, the range is shut down, so they they turned that into a little part three course, which is cool. Walk around and play that. You know, they got tons of rules. You know, you stay away from everybody and. Um, inside all the cups, they got little like PVC pipes around the flag. So yeah, so you just the, kind of tweezer yeah, it up. Yeah, you don't have to touch touch down in there. Darren, in in all seriousness, with how much I see you, I think we kind of met through Instagram, though. Yeah. With yeah, how yeah. much I see you golfing on Instagram, mm-hmm. do you think you've logged? More NBA minutes or more minutes on the golf? <laughs> it's got to be. And you had a long NBA career. Man. Definitely more basketball. I mean, are we talking about just game minutes? Are we talking about just everything? We're talking game minutes, NBA. Not, not, not practices and all that. Nope, not practices all that. Mind you, golf's taking you three and a half, four hours, no? Sometimes more. Depending on yeah, what depending on how you're swinging it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, I there's still no. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to like seriously add that up. I mean, I did. I want to say I did like 180 rounds last year. Jesus Christ, Darren, you're getting after it. Yeah. And Miss w- Mrs. Williams gives you the green light. Can you transfer those she NBA? Plays, she plays. She plays too. She's an athlete. She plays too. Yeah. So how's her golf swing? It's pretty good. She's yeah. uh, she's like a 15. She's won. I mean, she's she wins all the damn tournaments, man. I got one one club championship to my name. She's got four. So when they say you know all set in stone, they'll say Darren Williams won club golf championship and an NBA Skills Challenge award too. And I'm set. And then you're good to go. Have you, you seen go. my buddy Joey Cold Cold Cuts? Cuts? Yeah. <laughs> what does this dude? His outfits are atrocious. Like, like, I, 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 I wonder if it's like all a setup for you. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, y'all have this plan. Like, all right, you come out with the double orange that doesn't match orange with the white belt, and I'm gonna say this. You know what? In in all honesty, I I think he definitely does it because he knows I'm gonna roast him. But the fact to me that he even has those fits, it's yeah. not like he goes out and gets it the night before. I mean, th- no, that actually that's in his drawer. No, you can tell he he when he when he walks up to you, he thinks he looks good. He thinks he he's doing something. He nope. does. He really thinks he looks good. And with the way he's dressed, he better be shooting a seventy. <laughs> For all I care, with what's I, I mean, hand? what's it? What's his cap? He's at. He's actually a very good golfer. He's at about like an eight. Okay. He could swing the stick for sure. He looks ridiculous, but he can swing it. Yeah. Do you when you were when you were playing in the NBA? Were you still able to get out there? Yeah, I played. I tried to. You know, uh, if we were in a good city, I mean, there's only a certain amount of cities in, you know, January, February, March, you can play. In the right. NBA. You know, if you get it, if you get a couple of days in Phoenix or L.A. or Florida, places like that, you know, I'll try, I'll try, definitely try to play. So did you kind of look forward to going and playing against the Lakers because, you know, you're going to go get a golf round then? If Yeah, definitely. If we if you know, you can look at a schedule and you can kind of tell, <clears throat> you know, oh, uh, you're planning it out before, Dave. or if you had a back to back, 
whether you're going to have that next day off or there's a possibility you're going to have like a light practice in the morning. And so, I'll, you know, there's days if I finally had a back-to-back, I definitely was going to play that next day in L.A. So you're not thinking to yourself, oh, okay, we're going to go against Dallas. I got to worry about Dirk. You're whether or not you're wondering whether or not you're going to be able to go swing the sticks for a little bit in the back of your mind, no? Yeah, I'm worried about Dirk too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that dub and then and then going and, and hitting him. Who's the best NBA golfer you faced? Hmm. Probably Ray. God, that guy, it's a sharpshooter in every aspect. Yeah, he can play. Ray can play. What about CP3? I see him being a little stingy on putts, like he makes you finish out putts and all that stuff. CP's gotten a lot better. Um, He's gotten a lot better, but he hasn't been playing as long. Um, He's just now getting that that bug where he's like, man, I want to be good. Right. We we got that that NBA-NFL thing. every summer and we got our ass kicked last last summer i saw i i thought oh, your guys yeah. team lined up very no, well no no we was we were outmatched a little bit really with yeah. you and ray yeah they had like from top to bottom they had they were stacked and i mean mcafee like going against you you didn't have to anything to worry about there i wouldn't think no so so scotty pippen was probably one of the worst on our team Oh, Scotty just and, and people were talking about him bad. Like I had never seen Scotty play and I still really never saw him, but he went out there and beat uh Pat in their in their indie match. Smoked him? Um, I don't know if he smoked him, but he beat him like beat him like three and two. That sound you gotta you had to look forward to that trip so much. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Like no doubt about it. Like I don't know if we're I mean we're supposed to be doing it again this year, but I don't know with all this going on. It's crazy. Well, you know, who's to say even the NBA season will even finish up? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's the main thing is they might still be playing. I don't you know. I just don't know how. It's crazy. I don't, know, really... how you, I don't know how they're going to be able to finish the season. You know, Dallas is, I don't know what, you know, what the other states are. I know Cali's on lockdown. Y'all are on lockdown. We're on lockdown until May 20th at least. Darren, so I, just you... a, I just got a new driver. I'm just looking at the thing. It's it's all. Could you imagine buying a new driver and not being able to to use it? You got to set up a range in the house. I mean, I don't got the Darren Williams pad. I mean, you I got. Gotta, you just got to. I seen some dude the other day. He put up like a whole bunch of sheets and like he had a little. It's in like a little apartment or something. And he was he was in there swinging. He moved all the furniture. He moved all the furniture out. He had a little mat. See, I love that. I love that. You got the simulator down there, no? Yeah, I got a simulator, and then I got a little uh, putting green outside. So. Are you just hacking away at that thing all the time? Yeah. Yeah, I, play on that. I, I swing in there a lot. Darren, let me ask you something on another note. You're a humble guy, okay? You got the Illinois shirt on, okay? Mm-hmm. You're the top dog at Illinois, were you just the fucking man walking around the campus? I mean, when, <laughs> hey, when you think glory days, are you thinking NBA or are you thinking the fighting Illini days? You know, college is tough to beat, man. You, I mean, uh, when you're, you know, at a basketball school like we were at the time, you know, and, and we had the type of season, especially that last year, we had the type of season. Oh, we were number one the whole year. And we, you know, it was it was we were a pretty big deal. When you, you know, were when you were going into that season, though, so you get ready. To, now you guys went to the finals in that that March Madness. The year you got drafted, you go to the finals against UNC, right? Yeah. You know you're a top five pick. You know it. 
when you start the tournament, is it safe to say that that's in the back of your head? Or are you so geared into the tournament where you're not even thinking about that at that time? No, I think it's, I think, I think it's hard, especially for me, it was hard to not think about it a little bit because it kind of happened so fast. Like I really wasn't on, like even after my sophomore year, I really wasn't on like, I wasn't really, I don't think I was in any first round mock drafts, you know, I think I, I think I might've been in some second rounders. Um, so it was the junior year that, that, that came about the last year. Yeah. That I left after my junior year when we right. went to the finals. And so, um, you know, as we were going through the, the whole season and, you know, we were winning and, you know, you, you just see your name jumping up and jumping up and then your first round and then you're like top 20. And then after this, the Arizona game, you know, I was like top 10 or whatever. And so, you know, it, I was, you know, I, I'd be lying to say I wasn't thinking about it, right. but I was also locked in on trying to trying to win. That was the most important thing. I knew, I knew all that was going to take care of itself. And at the same time, too, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, your life is going to change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I knew, I knew before the season was over, I wasn't coming back. You know, I feel like, I mean, it was hard. My mom, my mom was actually unemployed. She didn't have a job. I had, a ba- I had a baby uh, that was, uh, she wasn't, she, I guess she turned two during my, no, she was born in 2003. Yeah. She turned two during that February. So, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that I needed to take oh, care dude, of. So are you it was kind just, of a no, no brainer for me. <laughs> after you sign, are you just waiting for that direct deposit to hit? I mean, <laughs> that's gotta be a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you go from literally having nothing to, Everything. you know, seeing seeing a lot of zeros in your bank account. It's uh, well, it makes definitely me life changing. Even like when you were getting ready to go with the Nets, and the Nets offer you ninety nine million, are you pissed off if they offer you ninety seven instead of ninety nine? Do you say, "Ah, oh, man, those cheap bastards"? <laughs> I didn't have that. I didn't have that happen, so I, I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> And it all just came, huh? It all came. It's unbelievable. And then even like, so for the draft, okay, when the draft's coming up, is it safe to say, we just had an NFL prospect on Jarvis Miller, and I I asked him, when the draft is getting ready to go, you got to think, you're looking at some cities and saying, oh, shit, I would really like to go there, or like Milwaukee, who had the number one overall pick. Are you thinking, what the hell am I going to do in Milwaukee? I think for me at that age, like, I didn't really care. Like, right. It didn't, I mean, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't work out for Milwaukee. I think it was pretty much everybody knew that Andrew okay. Bogut, Bogut was going one. He was kind of like there where I did think I had a chance to go to was number two, Atlanta. Atlanta. They, at the time they needed a point guard and they had like five guys that were like six, six to six, nine, like small forward, power forward types. You know, they had Josh Smith, Josh Childress. Um, I think Al Harrington at the time, some, some, maybe Al Harrington. Was Joe Johnson on that? Joe that Johnson team? was on yeah. the team. I mean, and so we figured everybody thought they were going to pick a point guard, either me or Chris Paul or Ray Felton, whoever. And then they went with Marvin Williams. So that would have been a nice city to go to, but, uh, you know, it really didn't matter. I mean, I lived in Champaign, Illinois. I feel like if I lived in Champaign, Illinois, I can make. You could I go. Can, 
Milwaukee's not so bad not, anymore. Not, not the champagne. I didn't have a great time in champagne because I did. Nothing against champagne. <laughs> Nothing against champagne at all. <laughs> if you're looking at champagne and you're a college athlete, it's a great town. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. We had a great time. But yeah, those are the true, uh, true glory days. Yeah, but uh, I was happy to go to, to even to to Utah. I didn't really. Uh, Utah was great, man. Who did you? I mean, it seemed to all work out. Who who did? Who's a guy where you just dreaded? going against where you knew you were going to have to face him and said, ah, shit, here we go. Maybe from a defensive side of the ball or just overall where it's like, ah, fuck, here we go again. You know who like, who gave me the most problems like early on in my career was Sam Cassell. Get out. Sammy Cassell, the Milwaukee man. guy. Yeah. Sam Cassell, man. He had his, his back to the basket game was so good. And I like, I, I, I studied it because of how, how he used to mess me up. I mean, he used to, we had a scouting report, and Coach Sloan was super old school. We'd have to, like, each guy would have to go around before the game, and, and, and you know, we'd have a scouting report. We'd have to study it and then pretty much go around and say something about every guy. On the, like, I, I would have a guy, you know, somebody would have a guy, whatever. And when we played Sam, I, you know, he was my guy because he was a point guard and he was a starter. Oh, geez, that sucks. And, you know, it was basically watch his pump fakes in the post, you know, in every game, he comes down, puts me, you know, just that slow, just boom, boom. Here I go, boom. One. Two minutes later, foul. Walking to the bench, just like dang. And I then you're gonna, you're gonna ride behind. The, the emphasis is don't jump for his pump fake. Don't go for his pump fake. And defensively, him. was he all over you too? Defensively, no. I mean, you know who gave me? <laughs> it was the people that used to pick up ninety-four feet. Daryl Armstrong, VA oh, used to pick up. That's all. Like, there's guys. There was guys back then where their only job when they got in the game was to just turn it up on the defensive end, get after you, you know, be a pest, foul you. Daryl Armstrong, who who uh, actually coached me in, in Dallas and is a great guy, I still talk to him all the time. Um, uh, like Speedy Claxton. Oh, gee, see, um, you're throwing some good names over yeah, here. Like, no ones that people would expect, too. Like these, I mean, these are, you know, Ronnie Price, who I played I played, played with uh, and played against. He used to, and, and after I played with him, it even got worse because, you know, we were friends and he just used to get after me. Earl Watson, guys like that used to just pick up and just, they just tried to, they just tried to annoy you and get under your skin as much as possible. You know who's a perfect example that I could only just imagine just would be so awful to go up against? Who's that? It's Patrick Beverly. You don't know. Oh, it... Pat Bev. Pat Bev is one of them. Oh, you so did you? A, you faced you know him. Funny, you know it's a funny story about Pat lay Bev. it on. Not, me. People, not a lot of people know this. So you remember when I went to uh, I went to um, Istanbul? Yes, during the played, lockdown. Yeah, to, during the um, lockout, and I played on uh, Besiktas. And literally, I, I had just got over there. Um, I, I, I had a whole bunch of troubles in L.A. We, 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 get, to the, we get to the airport and um, come to find out, like, two of our, two of our passports uh, were expiring within, like, a year or whatever. Whatever the minimum. There's a minimum to where you can go over there. I, we didn't know this at the time. I'm, like, 24 right. years, 25 years old. I don't know. So we... we we got stuck in LA for a couple of days and then finally booked our flights and had to fly separately over there. I'm taking my whole family, wife, four kids over there. Get oh, so over they're there. all gone. 
yeah, all going. We go over there. I'm tired. We had all this ordeal. Finally get over there, trying to adjust. My team is in Italy, so I'm flying to meet there. So I literally come in the next day, do my physical, sign all that stuff. Well, I'd already signed, but do my physical and all this other stuff, and then fly out to Italy. Boom, I'm right off to Italy. Get to Italy, meet the team, come in. I was, like, debating on whether I was, like, sluggish. Am I going to play or not? Eh, I'll play, whatever. I played, and I played, like, a couple minutes a game just to get kind of used to it. Yeah. Next game. Uh, we play this team from Russia in Italy. Like all these teams are over there playing in like little preseason. Playing this team, another team from uh, from Russia. And I get in the game, and this dude is just DM me up, just picking me up full court. It's fucking I'm like, bro, this is preseason. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in shape right now. Like, <laughs> like you know what? I'm taking it easy. It's fucking Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Oh, that is fantastic. And, he, and he's this like he is locked in. Like this is his moment, right? And that just shows you, like, it's not like people people try to act like he, you know, he's kind of, you know, putting up this front, or like this is not him. This this him. It's like it's like it's like KG. Like KG, people think like he's not like that. He's like that. That is his personality. That's him. I don't bet against that yeah. bastard because you and, and I think Pat gets it a little bit from KG because they're both from Chicago, and so you see that 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 side of him. But I mean, man, you he was DMing me up. Them. He was, and it made me respect him though, because like you know, especially to see where he came from, you know, battling back into the NBA, um, you know, from being overseas and, and now having a really, really productive NBA career. You know what's great with him too? You could watch the game, don't look at the scoreboard, and you would never know if the Clippers are down fifty or up fifty the way oh, he's sure. playing. Hey, for sure, he's, he's a pest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's one of those ones that, that tries to just just anything he can do to just piss you off. Like, oh, that know, after after the whistle blows, he'll come over and bump you or hit the ball <laughs> out of your hand. Just just the stuff, just to you know, to just to mess with you, just to fuck with you. Hold on, folks, do not go anywhere just yet. I know I'm not going anywhere. Grace Ibrahim definitely isn't going anywhere either. We just have to interrupt this show to let you know that the Burnley Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates does anything and everything, but Postmates doesn't just deliver your standard burgers and sushi. They make my life easier. You could send these guys to grocery stores. I've seen a couple at the Staples Center. If you like the Staples Center Cracker Jacks, send your Postmates delivery guy to Section 116 for some Cracker Jacks. They do everything, and now for a limited time, Postmates has given you listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days if you type in promo code BROBIBLE. One word, B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit. No minimum purchase. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Move it on. If you let's say you have to go play a game in Rucker Park, okay? Mm-hmm. Full blown street ball, no fouls, nothing. Mm-hmm. And you want to just bring a dog with you, somebody who's just a rough rider. Who are you bringing, Beverly, or would you bring a, a Sam Cassell? No, I'd bring one of my favorite teammates was Earl Watson. Earl I'd probably, Watson, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably bring an Earl there. Really? Yeah, he would love that. He would love. He would thrive in that type type of environment. Tough son of a gun. Yeah, for sure. What is the what is the you've played a year with LeBron? What's the LeBron effect like from teams that you've been on 
and then instantly traveling with the Beatles. Is it that big of an effect? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is. I mean, the the the, the atmosphere when he's in an arena is different. Like, you know, say, say I'm playing on the jazz and we had a, we had a pretty good team, right? Yeah. You know, we, we had a solid team, but when we were like, so like Memphis or some of these teams that weren't very good at the time, this is before, you know, Mike Conley and, and Gasol and all these guys got there. Um, when we would go there, there wasn't a big buzz in the arena. You know, it was just like another game. Like, oh, okay, if something decided to happen, yeah, they might get into it. Or if their team started winning, they might get into it a little bit. Whenever you go, wherever arena you go to, no matter what that team is like, everybody is in there already. Everybody's on their feet from the moment you you run out on the court. It's just a whole nother, it's just a whole nother uh, world. You know, you saw that with Kobe and, and the Lakers. They were like that anytime they came to your building. I mean, anytime you went there, it's just a it's just a different atmosphere. The uh, the with Kobe, the competitive edge is something that always gets brought up with him. You know, you hear all these stories and stuff. Was it that strong with Kobe? Like, could you feel it on the court? For sure. I mean, I used to feel like uh, Ronnie Brewer. I don't know if you remember Ronnie Brewer. Yeah, I do. He was a Gator, right? Huh. Ronnie Brewer was a Gator, I think, right? No, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks. Okay. Play with me in, in, in um, I'm thinking of in Corey. Utah. In Utah, then he played played in um, Chicago on on some of the good teams with with Rose and and Boozer and right. Kyle Corbin, those guys. Um, I used to feel like I used to like I was nervous for him going into the games because 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 like he here he is. And he was solid for us, you know, starter and, and, and played a big role for us. Probably average, you know, 12 points a game. But here he is. He's got to go against the best scorer in the NBA that has an ultra green light. Constantly. Ultra green light, right? And he doesn't have that same green light. So it's like <laughs> you are you are just going out there and you just you're playing your role on offense, you know, getting in where you fit in. And then you got to just you got to guard this animal this the mamba for 40 40 minutes in the oh, playoff when you know he's locked and loaded and, and ain't playing around and it's just like it's just one of those things where it's just it's deflating because some of the shots he hits on you when he pump fakes six times and you got three defender three three teammates coming over to help you and he still cashes it over you and it's like what do you like you look at the coach like what, what do you want me to do it's kind of like a lose-lose because he's not gonna yeah. brewer's not gonna drop 25 you know, you know Kobe's every, every now and then, but not no. Not Kobe's dropping nothing short of twenty. We know that. What about so even the Olympics? Okay, mm-hmm. when you you put on two Olympic teams, no? Yep. Yep. Were you guys going at it in practice, or was it a little pullback going at it? So you get you get you get you know fifteen of the best players in the world in the same on the same court, there's no way, especially with the competitors we had, like everybody on our team was competitive. You know, first, first team we had, you know, Kobe, Braun, Jason Kidd, you know, uh, Melo, D-Wade, you know, it's just like CP, you know, it was, it, it was just every, every, every practice was competitive. After practice, it was competitive, you know, sh- getting shots up, we're competing, 
you know, it was just, that's just how it was. And I mean, we, and we all grew up, you know, seeing the documentaries about the, the dream team and seeing, you know, watching them play and seeing what, you know, I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, when, when, that, that when Mike pretty much took over and when they, you know, that, that, that little clip they always show about, you know, practice when him and Magic were going at it. Best like, game ever played. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that just, it's always stuck in my mind. So, um, yeah, it was hard not to, not to compete when, you, when, when you're in the, in the gym with these guys. You know what, you know what I think about Darren, and you're going to think this may sound a little ridiculous. It may, you guys are in the Olympics. Okay. Where were you? Where were you? Where was the Olympics at that time? First one was, uh, Beijing. Second one was, uh, London. Okay. So you're in London. All right. Practice is all over. All that stuff is done. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody making plans, dinner plans? Does Kevin Durant get upset at you and Kyrie if you and Kyrie go out to dinner and you don't invite Durant and LeBron, or is everybody all together? No, we're. I mean, during the, the actual Olympics, we're pretty much together most of the time, and and then and we were always playing like we always had like a room in the hotel, like a lounge type thing where we could go and get food and hang out. They had tables in there set up and stuff. We'd watch film or whatever. And then when we weren't using it for that stuff, we, we were playing. We were we were gambling a lot, playing a lot of cards. I bet. So so that 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 took a lot of our time. You know, we um, we went out. A, I think we went out a little bit, but not 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 like that. We were we were we were about business. Biggest contract picking up the checks, or do you have to owe LeBron? Does LeBron say, "Hey, Darren, Venmo me"? No, we split it. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody six cards are going down. Well, the table. well, I mean, it depends on the team too. We, I mean. And we do do the car, you know, the, the credit card roulette from time to time. Oh, that's a beautiful which, thing. Which, which, yeah, that's that's good. Unless you're one of those guys that just has a magnet, or you seem to get picked every time. See, we've done that with Joey Coldcuts, and he always gets it because I got this thin little debit card. Yeah. And I think that's the one you put up. He puts out this big amp. So do y'all do? Do y'all do first person or last person? So what we'll do is we'll tell the server. We make it very clear we're playing a game of credit card roulette. Yep. We'd like you to go ahead and pick one, and then what we do is we let him go over to the POS system, clock, swipe it, all that good stuff, and then tell us which one he did. See, we, always, we always put it in a hat. See, put I it like in a hat. Style better, actually. And then, and then draw it right there in front of everybody, and the last one left. So as you pull it out, and you know it's yours, you're like, here, and they give it back to you. Oh, so you're, see, just, you're just anticipating, like, oh, oh, come on, oh, thank God, thank God. Oh, I uh, see. I love <laughs> it. Keeps the, you know, it keeps the hype going. It keeps yeah, the adrenaline yeah. pumping rather than just one. Especially if you, if you, if you, uh, if you get, uh, you know, a little expensive bottle of wine or something. Which I'm sure you guys were were rolling out from time yeah, to time. Yeah. I mean, J.R. Smith got me a couple. Like this summer, we went to, uh, we were in San Francisco and we went out to dinner and. He comes in. He wanted to order a bottle of Harlan, which is, you know, a nice, nice little price tag. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't nobody else's idea at the table. Right, right, so right. I was thinking, all right, Swish is gonna take care of it. Okay, Swish. <laughs> Man, he pulls an okie doke at the end of the night. It's like, oh yeah, credit card roulette. I'm like, well, <laughs> of course, I'm the one that gets stuck with it. Yeah, I remember this one. Does one guy take over the ordering? Are we going family style at the Olympics? Or are we going every man so had, for themselves? Well, we had so like during the Olympics, especially we we had uh, we had chef we had a chef with us, and so he kind of 
Mm-hmm. He was in the hotel and like oversaw like in Beijing, it was a little more complicated because they wouldn't allow him to like physically touch any food. So he was in there like instructing them what to do and what to make. And so like, cause we had our family, everybody had family and stuff with us. So we had this big, that's what I'm saying. We had this big room where everybody would eat and the women's basketball uh, was there as well. So they had them and all their families, coaches. So everybody would usually eat there. Now, if we went out separately, yeah, it just depend on the restaurant, I think. Right. What we would do. Darren, what's what what's next for you? You want to keep playing golf? And I know you're big into MMA, no? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, own, MMA, I own an MMA gym in, in Dallas, Fortis MMA. Look at you. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm involved, but like kind of in the background of that, my, my business partner, Safe Saud, is the, is the head coach and, uh, you know, does a great job of running the gym. I mean, that's his, that's his business, you know, that's he's, that's what he's known all his life. So I don't, I don't, you know, try to, <laughs> I don't try to butt in where I, you know, where I, where I, um, don't need to be, but, um, you know, we have, shoot, we have, I don't even know the number right now of how many, uh, men and women we have in the UFC, but it's probably around 10, 10 men. And we got two, two women in the UFC. Oh, wow. And then we got a bunch of other ones that are, that are on the verge. Uh, how do you feel? There, so. How do you feel about UFC Island going down? You know, it's crazy. I'm kind of, it's, it's kind of, um, I'm like torn, you know, cause it's like, I, I see kind of what's going on and, and I know like these guys and girls, they, they need, they need money. I mean, like anybody else that's out of work, Yeah. you know, and especially their job is so, so different, you know, because, you know, they're not, they're not getting a paycheck on the first and the 15th, you know, they're going through an eight week camp and hopefully they don't get hurt. And hopefully whoever they're fighting doesn't get hurt. And it, it works out to where they fight and they get a chance to fight for their money, for their purse. And then if they win, hopefully get another check and maybe get a bonus 50,000 for a knockout. But if not, mm-hmm. you know, they're only walking away with, Oh, so do they do they drop down more on a knockout? Uh, well, so a lot of people have a, a show and win money. So you know, say they get uh, ten thousand to show, so they get ten thousand for showing up to the fight, and then if they win, they get another ten thousand. And then there's there's three performance of the night bonuses now um, for every for every fight card. So you know, knockout of the night or performance of the night, knockout of the night, and fight of the night. And so you can get an extra 50000 if you get one of those bonuses. I guess you can get multiple bonuses, but for the most part, you know, one bonus. You know, it's funny. It's like with the, the UFC, it's like Dana White. It's like he can't, he can't imagine life without it. It's not like an Adam Silver where it's just well, sit I, back and – Yeah, I get it. I get it because fighting is a little different where it's one-on-one, you know. And so it's a little more control, but it's still – contact and it's still risky and that's so that's why the part i'm touring like i know that these guys girls need, need money i know that the world needs sports you know and and i understand his position as a businessman where if he can make this happen everybody in the world is going to tune in everybody i don't care if you're not a if you hate mma i, guarantee you, I guarantee you you still turn in tune no in. doubt about it darren no doubt. What else are you gonna do? It's like when you said you needed an extra fifteen minutes till you get on the interview. Where was I going? Why <laughs> you said, "Can I do an extra?" Fifteen? I said, "Where am I gonna go?" <laughs> am I wrong, D? Yeah, I did an Instagram live, and they're like, "He's like uh, with this guy named Lethal Shooter," 
Yeah, sure. Uh, he's all, and so he was like, yeah, I know you're a busy man. I'm like, well, not really. Probably not that busy right now, you know? <laughs> it's hard for me. It's hard for me to narrow down times, like, because I'm always doing stuff. Right. Like, you know, the kids and stuff, but I really don't got much to do. You imagine getting coronavirus by getting a hammer fist? Like, that's what did it, is a hammer fist to the face, the next thing you know? And now you got to go quarantine with a, with a, with a, with a broke jaw. Yeah, broke Joel and all the other shit that comes with it. Yeah. Darren, I'm telling you, man, you are awesome. I've been trying to get this going. I'm glad we, you know, we were able to make this happen. For Pleasure sure. as always. Anytime you want to come back on the pod, you know you're more than welcome. Just say the word. I'm not going to be doing anything. I just want to make sure I get around with you and Joey Cold Cuts. It's a done. When this is over, I'll fly my ass to Dallas right away. We could even play the fucking simulator. But we're getting on <laughs> no, there. We're going outside. I need the elements. If he if he comes on with one of those with that attire, are you still playing the round or are you with, yeah, he comes with the pink on pink <laughs> with orange socks and orange <laughs> shoes? I, he can still get out there. And you can't tell this guy that there's a better golfer out there than him, although there's tons. So make sure you get the juice flowing as far oh, so as he, so he so he thinks he thinks he's he's like that. It's just his mentality. I, I just think he shows up. It's a Patrick Beverly mentality. I'm mean, Patrick Beverly probably thinks he has Kobe Bryant's jumper. What's y'all's What's y'all's game? What do you mean? When y'all game, y'all gamble. I know y'all got a. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll play skins. I'm not up to par, so I'm I'm a consistent, consistent ninety. Oh, so at my course you probably shoot a, a one ten and. Oh Jesus, is it that rough? Yeah, it's rough. Maybe you come out to L.A. then. <laughs> Can we <laughs> let's switch this itinerary, Darren? I don't, I don't like. Let's let's. Well, you know what? I even started a thing on my Instagram, and I said Bobby Fairways going up against Darren Williams, and you reposted it, and that was before I dove into your golf swing. Yeah, I took down that post so goddamn fast. I didn't want, it. I didn't want any traction going around that. Yeah, whatsoever. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give you a lot of pops. What's oh, your, do you have a handicap? Do you have an established handicap? I wish I could say I do. See, no. that's, see, that's that's dangerous. Guys like you are dangerous. Like, oh, yeah, I'm around. Uh, no, what are you? I need to know what you are. Post your well, scores. I don't want to. What bothers me, I haven't been playing long, but what bothers me, if somebody says they're a 10 handicap, yeah. by regulation, there's no way they're a 10. With as far as the taking putts away and, you know, bump, I just feel like. Five percent of people actually go by their actual handicap as far as finishing putts and all that good stuff. Not to yeah, say I like to play that, no, for sure. but would you agree? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I know I I know guys that are professional sandbaggers. Yeah, professional sandbaggers. Like, what's the Darren Williams handicap? Really good. Right now, I'm uh, like a one. I think I'm like a one six or something like that. Oh, Honestly, I haven't I haven't checked because we ain't really been. I haven't played with anybody. It's not much to check. Yeah. Jeez. And I play the a lot of most of the guys I play with in my club, we just play scratch games. So we just play straight up for the most part. I can't imagine the money that's going around there. I mean, it's gotta be a little nerve wracking. Am I wrong? I don't you know, I, I have some guys that I gamble with, but I don't I don't I don't play for like anything that's like gonna you know, scare you, scare you. You know. What do you get more nervous for? A, a free throw in the NBA Finals game seven or a 10 foot putt for $5,000? For a thousand? Well, I mean, the, the, the NBA Finals is a little, 
little higher stakes than a thousand dollars. But you make you say like you say like a like a like a uh, honestly like a four four foot like breaking a cup for a million. That's what we're getting. A four footer breaking a cup for a million, maybe a five footer. That's a tough. That's tough. Like little right to left downhill too. See, I'm just a classic. Just roll that sucker on by with a lot of steam behind it. Yeah, well, then you're looking at a 12-footer back up the hill. Right, and then I'll probably make it into a 6-footer after that foot and a, a 2-footer after that putt. Can we get that going, Darren? I'm serious. What? Us, we're going to fly out to Dallas. We're going to hype the match. I'm in there. Don't get me wrong. I am in the mix. But what we're really going to hype is you and Colt Cuts because he's showing up to that course thinking, no way, I don't care who Darren Williams is. You can't, you got to edit this part out where I tell how hard it is. Is it rough? It's, it's the hardest rated course in Texas. Jesus Christ, you don't have another course in Texas you could yeah, take? Yeah, we, we can play other, but I mean, we can play up, but literally from the, like, I've never played, I've never, this is the one course I, I played, the, when I played, I played Augusta last year. Did you tips. play I played, Augusta? The, I played the tips. Pine Valley played the tips. Uh, Anywhere I go, I play the tips. Uh, Pebble, I think I play. I played the tips one time. Pebble too. I have not played at my own course from the tips yet. But you've played from the tips. I refuse. Is it that rough? It's eighty point five, one fifty five. Darren, pick another course. Well, we don't play. We don't play the tips. We'll play. We'll play. We'll play up. Pick a different course, would you? <laughs> No, but it'll be it'll be fun for the match though. There's water. There's water in play on 14 holes. See that it's such an advantage to you in the sense of cold cuts can't. He's one of those angry guys where if if it's a bad round, it's going to be a bad round for you too. You don't want to be in that golf cart. No, I'll, I'll enjoy it. And he'll fold like a cheap suit, huh? You're going to get into his Especially head a little bit if you want. If you want me to talk to him, I, I, without a doubt, we got to hype the match. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I'm going to hype the living shit out of it. Darren Williams going up against Joey Coldcuts. And come back on the pod so we can hype it some more before. For sure. All right, brother. You're the best sure. in the business. You know that? All right, man. You too. Take care. Always a pleasure, Dave. All right, man. Have a good one. Yep, be easy. I tell you, Grace, I love that one. I really do. Growing up, Darren Williams was it. I mean, that was the guy. There was a time... For a couple years where he was a top five player in the NBA. I mean, this guy was unstoppable. New Jersey Net, which is my home turf. Um, Now the Brooklyn Nets. But either way, just a great guy. Really gave me a lot. Uh, You know, there really wasn't anything off limits. And and to be quite frank with you, Grace, I I think he's dead serious. And I'm going to hold him to it in regards to that Dallas trip with Joey Coldcuts. I really think Williams is all for it. He's a big golfer. We're big golfers. So why not? Fuck it. So stay tuned to that content when this is all over, hopefully sooner than later. Folks, that does it here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Again, we will see you Friday. Back to our regular scheduled programming there on the audio. See you then. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. You take care now, folks. 